0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the penny to his check, Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, January 26, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks to get an A are the ones I love, picks to get a B are the ones I like, and picks to get a C are the leans. However, please remember the good and bad variance will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, yesterday, uh, we, we did learn a little bit, I guess temporarily, about some of the attendance rules in California. Uh, um, I was doing a little more digging on this, and it, it's like all the universities made independent decisions to not allow fans in, and then now they're coming off of those as they wish, which, which is fine. They have the autonomy to do that, but uh, it, it makes for confusing times. It's it, it's yet another thing. Well, When we get to finally put this all behind us, it'll be nice. Um, that place was rocking last night. Um, I, I don't think it really affected too much from a handicap perspective though with UCLA winning by 16 yeah. um but other than that nugget what else did we learn yesterday Jake I mean like talking about that game Arizona's offense just disappeared and
1: I uh I, I am on the side that it was an anomaly that this was their bad game that was coming but who it they look bad shot 30 percent from the field and 54 from the free throw line that's whew, that's kind of rough
0: it's, it's like we talked about yesterday. It was an easy under, and UCLA's defense uh, can be pretty solid, right? So it's, I'm, I'm kind of like you. It's it's a little bit of uh, UCLA maybe getting a little bump in how we view them, but Arizona, that's just like we always talk about, right? You play 30 games in a season, you're going to have five where you just look kind of like garbage. That was a bad time to play one of those games if you're Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, is Alabama
1: a bad team now? Like, I mean, real bad? Because, I mean, Georgia's rough. Yeah, they've come to play twice, and against in the Memphis game, and now this one. But whew, losing to Georgia, I mean, I know it's on the road. It's just, and that compounds with the fact that they just lost to them in the national championship. Also, so yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you know. bragging rights everywhere for Georgia. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. We talked about Bamba though, right? They're just so inconsistent. And as they're, as, as we get more games, are they more inconsistent, or are they more inconsistently just bad? And that's kind of a weird thing because I don't think any of us saw that. Coming into the season early on in the season, then struggling the way they have. Yeah. I mean, that was Georgia's first SEC
1: win since February of last year. Yeah. That's,
0: I mean, that's that's a long time. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Tom Crean's and Tom not a great coach by any stretch. So yeah. you would have thought the talent alone, they would have. Oh, that's yeah. uh, this, this could be bad. This is. And then there's all the rumors about uh, Oates possibly going to Louisville with the whole Chris Mack mm, situation there, which yep. is just wild to me. Extra, like, extra
0: distractions now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then what Oregon team is the right Oregon team, right? The the one we saw at the beginning of the year and showed up last night or the one that went on the six, seven game streak of being a really good team. Like which one is the right Oregon team? It's kind of hard to tell, but I tend to think it's the one we saw at the first of the year and last night. I think the six game streak was, got figured out.
0: Yeah. It's a great question. And we talked about this yesterday, right? Oregon, uh, Dana Altman's got them turned around from their start, which is, which is impressive, give them credit for that, but last night really leaves you scratching your head, um, not just failing to cover, which is one thing, but uh, failing to win that game, um, not, not a good look, and so, you know, real interesting to see if they were able to bounce back from that. Um, A lot of uh, interesting games tonight. We had a really hard time selecting which ones we were going to break down for you. Uh, We're going to start off, though, with one a little bit more under the radar here at 6 p.m. Wofford at Chattanooga. Uh, I've got a B pick on Chattanooga, minus five and a half. The model thinks it should be seven and a half. The uh, Model 7 and 4 backing them, Jake, I, I think they've been consistently undervalued all season. We've talked about Chattanooga a little bit on this podcast throughout the year, so I was hoping you can give us a little bit more insight into why we continue to back them and why people uh, should continue to, to give them a look as the season rolls on here through the remainder of conference play.
1: They are very balanced a very good, especially on the offensive end team. They they shoot 77% from the free throw line, so they're going to be able to stay in and cover most most tighter type mm-hmm, games, mm-hmm. which should happen a lot in this conference. Um, they take care of the ball very well. They rank in the in the top sixty overall with I think just slightly under uh or just slightly over 10 um turnovers a game, which is always very good when you're good to keep the ball in your hand. And like in tonight's game, they rank better in every defensive metric, but they're an underrated defensive team. And it's, they're just a solid team. They've got two really good players, and Malachi Smith and David Jean Baptiste, or however you say his name, he's just a fun name. But they're both really good. Malachi Smith is the best player on this team. But I think he's averaging 21 points a game or something like that. And he's really hard to stop when he gets going. And then on top of that, they've got some really good three shooters. Uh, but and it's, it's for tonight's game. They've already played. Uh, they already played Wolford and they won out at Wolford. And then the best comparison game, if you want to look most recently, is uh, the Furman game, where uh, both both times both teams were at home when they played Furman. Chattanooga won by two. Wolford lost by twenty-five. Yeah. So it's just and Wolford is in the bottom third, <laughs> bottom third of the, uh, the NCAA and three pointers three-pointers made and three-point percentage for their opponents. So that builds well for Chattanooga. And they're also one in three as a road, as a road dog for favor, uh, against the spread.
0: Yep, yeah, a lot of reasons to like Chattanooga there. So again, we agree on that one. Um, and a team, again, that I think uh, deserves a, a good look going forward at the rest of their conference play. They should be a team that you want to back more times than not. Um, until we get to uh, you know mid-early March. 530, we're going back in time a little bit here. 530 Central Time, Providence at Xavier, one of the two Big East games we're going to cover. The model makes this Xavier minus nine and a half, so it's a B pick for me on Xavier minus eight and a half. I've really liked backing this Providence team lately, Jake. I know you have two. We've talked about the Big East. There's just a lot of teams that you like uh, that you really want to be backing them, but what I noticed is that Providence has two losses, and both of them... Were big losses. Uh, they they haven't lost a close game yet, and so I think that kind of sets up here for uh, Xavier, who plays really well at home, to only get that win but to get that big win. It's a revenge game for Xavier, who lost at Providence. So I think Xavier is the side you want to be on here tonight. Jake, what's your take?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm leaning the other way. I'm leaning Providence. I I think it is just I think Xavier wins, and I think it's just too many points. Um, Providence is three 0 against the spread as a road dog they uh they're kind of an under-ranked team in <laughs> kind of a fun metric like the luck metric which measures how how you perform versus like that where, where you should be they're number one in the nation so i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing right like they've either been overplaying or the stats haven't caught up to where they're playing at um but they don't turn uh, they don't turn the ball over a lot but uh but, but they don't force any turnovers, so that that could be an issue. Um, Nate Watson is the guy the guy on this team. But the key to this Providence team is Jared Bynum. How he how he plays. If he's playing well, then that, that means the entire team is playing well. If he's not, then it's rough. Uh, but for Xavier, they've they've got to get Nunge and Fremantle going. They got to be able to dominate the paint, rebound, score, and run everything through them. For that. For them to win, get them win by nine or ten, they'd have to have that plus get uh, Nate Watson going to um, or not Nate Watson. I uh, Can't remember their guard's name, but Nungie uh, and Fremantle are are the guys, and they've they're a better defensive team than what everything says. But I just don't think they get it going enough to win by the ten points they need.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a lot of points uh, for that one. The other Big East game uh, of the night of interest, in my opinion, 730, it'll be on right after that. Uh, Marquette at Seton Hall. This is a, A scarier one for me, the model says Seton Hall minus 7.3. So it's a B pick for me on Seton Hall minus five. Uh, We've talked about Marquette. Marquette has been fantastic lately. We've talked about Seton Hall and some of their injury issues. Both of those things are factored into the model. So this is not a situation where the model is blind to that. The model knows what happened uh, with Seton Hall. Uh, in their last game, it knows how well Marquette's playing. I'm on Seton Hall because I tend to think that the only way you think Marquette wins this game is if you only really focus in on the last couple of weeks for Marquette, which is not to be discounted or disregarded, but I think those earlier games in the season are of value as well. So for me, it's a don't overreact to the recent play. Seton Hall's the better team. They're at home. They get the win and they're able to cover that number. But I am a little concerned because Marquette's just been red hot. And so it's a little bit of a, I'm trusting the math here. I'm trusting that the math is balancing the recent play with the overall play. But man, it's not one that I love running to the window with anytime you're fading a team that's playing as well as this Marquette team has played lately. Uh, Jake, what's your opinion?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch it up on you. I, I think I'm actually changing my opinion to lean in Seton, Seton Hall. Okay. I think, I, th- I think Marquette's run, they're going, it's got to end, right? Like they can't be playing this well. For the, the entire rest of the year, I mean they're very they're a very good team, but they're also very Justin Lewis dependent. Or I think he said Justin Lewis, but uh, Lewis dependent. He's he's everything to the team. He does almost everything for them. And if Seton Hall slows him down a bit, I don't see where they get anything else on on the offensive end. And if Bryce Aiken is able to play for Seton Hall. Because, like, a 100% healthy Seton Hall team is a very, very good team, both, yeah. both offensively and defensively. And Roden's doing everything he can, being one of the few guys that have stayed healthy all year. But if they can get Aiken back, it'll help him out tremendously, give him another guard to play with. So, I, I, I think Seton Hall gets it done tonight, especially after that the abysmal showing they had against in their last game. Yeah. Which started off worse than they made a, made a game of it in the second half. And then it kind of moved away from them, but it's—I think they get it done at home tonight.
0: Yeah, I've got these uh, these two Big East games. These are the drop of comment games here. I feel like for the Big East. Uh, both of these numbers are interesting. Both these, all these teams are just interesting. That's the one. Uh, drop a comment on those if you have uh, any strong feelings on either of those two Big East games, uh, because those are, again, games that I think either Jake or I disagree with or we're a little hesitant on. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're going to be really interesting games to watch. Uh, also at 7 30 Central Time, VCU at Davidson. This is not one that we are a little more hesitant on. This is what I think we both love here. The model has Davidson minus 6.3. So it's an A pick for me on Davidson minus three and a half. I think the home road split. Really matters here. This game's at VCU. It might be a little bit different of a story, but on the road, I think they're going to struggle. Davidson, we've been writing. I think there's no reason to stop here. I don't think the number's quite caught up to him yet. Jake, give us your yeah. take. They're still, Davidson is the play. They're, they are, their offense hasn't slowed down. They're running
1: I think the nation's longest winning streak. Um, they've already beat this VCU team at VCU. It was a two-point game, so at home, you would think everything would get better, and they they will cover this number fairly easy. It's like anytime a team shoots the ball as well as Davidson does, it is really hard to count them out. Like, just like we were saying with Chattanooga, they hit their free throws at extremely high rate. They shoot good threes. They don't make dumb decisions on offense. And so, I mean, it could be a tight game up until the last two, three minutes. And then all of a sudden they spurt out and are up 10 12 because a couple threes go their way and a couple fouls and they, they finish with a 12 point win. Davidson's the play tonight. VCU's. Not the VCO of old. They've got a good defense, but their offense is lacking.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. And then the last game we're going to cover here for the night, 8 p.m., North Carolina State at Notre Dame model thinks that Notre Dame should be a seven half point favorite, so it's another A pick for me on Notre Dame, minus 4.5. Interesting note, the model has not had Notre Dame as an A or a B pick this entire season. They really struggled out the gate. We've talked about them once previously. They're starting to play better. I'm I'm liking that the model's really picking up on that, uh, thinks that they're going to be able to really handle and overwhelm this North Carolina State team. I think if you haven't got on this Notre Dame train yet, yet after that early ugly start, I think, I think if you, have, if you aren't on yet, now's the time to jump on. Jake, give us your take.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love this Notre Dame team. Um, they've won eight of their last nine. They shoot the ball very well. They've got one of my favorite coaches. Like I think he's a very underrated coach and I talked about enough nationally and Mike Bray is very, very, very good coach. He always takes teams and gets them to overperform. Um, they also just got back, uh, Paul Atkinson Jr. was a Yale transfer who played his first game against Louisville. Played 22 minutes, scored 13. Is another big body they have now, on top of Godin and I can't say the guy with the Russian looking last name, but uh, they're just a very good team. Shoot the ball extremely well. Um, NC State is just so they're on Sebron dependent. If he's off at all, they lose. I mean, he he does everything. Leads in. Almost every statistic except for block shots. And I mean, it's incredible to watch him go because he's like everybody knows that's the guy to stop now and he's still getting 20, 25 a game. It's incredible to watch him play. But um, I, if you make him inefficient to get to those numbers, they're easy to beat. And they're average, like, and there's NC State's struggling on defense. And I think they try to hide him on defense to save his legs. And there's just not enough there. As a team to prevent Notre Dame from beating them by whatever they need, to, like whatever they want to beat them by. Uh, yep, yep. So it's, it's
0: a Notre Dame going kind to of night. Yep, I agree with that. And onto our buzzer beaters, the exclusive pod content here for you. I went four and one on these last night. Jake, you went two and zero oh on these, so it was a great night for us here last night. And see if we can replicate that. I've got the total of the day for you: Texas A&M and LSU under 129 and a half. We've talked about LSU previously. They really have spurts where they struggle offensively. I expect another couple of those tonight. They play great defense, though, so I expect a low-scoring game there. The total of the day, that's not an official play. It's because I have a pick on the side for this game, but I also like the under in George Washington St. Louis. The spread is 16, so this screams blowout to me in boring second half. That line is 142 and a half. I think that stays under comfortably in a game that I'm not sure how many points George George Washington can score. The A-plus pick of the day I've got for you here, a 9 p.m. tip, late game for you, Seattle minus three versus Stephen F. Austin. This is a team a game involving teams with a combined 27 wins. So a, a game that late night you might want to watch should be interesting. It's a little bit of an under-the-radar game. But to me, this screams the books just kind of hung the Ken Palm number. Uh, Ken Palm, I think, makes it around three and a half. They put it at three. But I think Seattle's the right side here at home. I think they win this one. Easily, I think the books are a little bit uh, focused on all the other games tonight and didn't give this game the attention that it deserves. We've got the best B-side for you here, 6 p.m. tip, Old Dominion plus three and a half at Charlotte. I like them getting that field goal. I think they can keep it tight. Every dog has its day. I'm taking George Mason on the money line, plus 120. That's an A pick for me there against St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure's been a good team, but I think George Mason gets it done at home. I think the wrong team is favored there. And the last one, the plug-your-nose and play them anyway Maine, plus 13. That's a B pick at New Hampshire. These two teams played Monday. Maine got the outright win at home. I'm not calling that to happen, but this is a low total. Maine plays these ugly, low-scoring games. I think this is a situation where with a low total and that many points, it's a good combination. So I'm taking those points with Maine as bad as they are and plugging my nose. Cause it's a stinker of a pick, but taking them anyway, Jake, what are your buzzer readers?
1: I, I am on Oklahoma tonight. I like them. Plus the points outright. I, I want, I want to do it, but I'm not ready to pull the trigger for the outright, but I, I do like the plus one and a half. if not more, um, I just don't think West Virginia has got a matchup for Tanner Groves. I think he he handles this, and they get their normal play out of their guards, so they should be fine. And then I'm I'm on Tennessee, and this might be a homer pick, but Tennessee might in half of Florida, especially if Castleton doesn't play, because Florida doesn't have the guards, isn't ready for Tennessee's defense. Um, but I really love that Seattle team. They have done very well this year, and nobody's talking about them, so I think minus three is, is still – and that Texas A&M LSU under is there should I don't recommend watching that game it won't be it really it'll be, be ugly offense. and yeah no nobody knows if pinson's back and then days their best offensive player after him is not playing 100% so it's it should be crazy to get under that 129
0: number yeah, it's like we always say, right? You don't have to watch them to make money on them. <laughs> and that's definitely one of those games. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Remember, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. And if you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button for a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.